91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Hey Matt, this one's yours. You picked you picked us talking about Thirty Rock specifically. Yeah, Merry Luda Christmas, <laughs> specifically season two, episode nine, Luda Christmas. Oh my gosh! So my history with Thirty Rock, I wasn't so much into the show when it first aired. It wasn't something I was watching regularly. So the show started in 2017. Yeah, or 2017, 2007. Oh geez, 2007. Yeah, yeah, not yeah that 2017. makes more sense. <laughs> That makes more sense. That checks out. <laughs> During the original run, it was like running at the same time The Office was. And uh, uh, of course, The Office got more play. Got more play. But this is popular. such a better script. Yeah. In my time. opinion, like 30 Rock does not get the love it does it deserves. No. 30 Rock is right there with like Community is one of yeah. the tightest written sitcoms of all time. Yeah. I feel like when we talk about NBC sitcoms, everyone talks about The Office. Everyone talks about Parks and Rec. And I feel like 30 Rock and Community, they have their audience. They which, certainly do. Which yeah. You and I are both part, part of that audience, but they don't get like that, that push. Yeah. Like the other two do for some reason. So I discovered 30 Rock when it was like a November, like five or six years ago. And I'm just sitting there scrolling through and I'm like, you know what? I haven't watched 30 Rock. Never yeah. watched it. Always loved Donald Glover. And I knew he wrote for 30 Rock. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to check this out. Absolutely fell in love with it. I think it's so close to my heart, specifically around 
the time of year, November, December, because it's set in New York. Yeah. Everybody thinks of New York when they think of big Christmases and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so I knew when we started this podcast, I knew I wanted to talk about Ludacrismas for sure. <laughs> it's a it's a really good episode. I mean, 30 Rock as a whole, as a show, is so smart and it um it's not my favorite show. We'll no. we'll be talking about that soon. But <laughs> Uh, it is definitely in like my top, if not my top 10, my top 20 for sure. It's it's a show where what I love about it is that it is super brash. Yeah. It's very quick. It's very, at times, very mean-spirited. It really kind of in the same way that like a show like South Park is where like it insults so many different things that like yeah. it's never really un PC because mm-hmm. it's so inclusive in it's like offensiveness, but at its core, it's a bunch of characters that really truly do care about each other. It's very similar to community yes. in that way where it's like the writer's room. Like, I, I think we said something about this. So I said this to somebody somewhere, but like, I don't buy for one second that the, cast member like that the characters in the office yeah we got into that during our community yeah like i don't buy that the characters in the office would hang out with each other but i do believe that like the characters in 30 rock that are writers that they are smart with like who actually hangs out with each other in the writing of the show like it's not like all of them are family and they all hang out it's like no like these specific characters isn't hanging out with alec baldwin no no and jack and it builds this really cool relationship. Like I, I think that the relationship between Jack and Liz is one of the greatest platonic relationships that has ever been like put on television. I agree. Because it's like there is always that slight element of sexual tension. Yeah. But it's never addressed. No. It's never examined. It's never looked into yeah. because they are at at their core. Jack is disgusted by Liz. Yeah, and I love that because whenever it is brought up, whenever it is like even mentioned, both of them are like, "Ugh, <laughs> yeah, no, like, like gross." But like their friendship is so funny, and I know that we've covered it on one of the podcasts I produced, my favorite episode of, and I said what I like about the show is that after you watch it, like it's very much the butting heads of Liz that is like the most hardcore stereotypical liberal character and yeah. Jack who's the most hardcore stereotypical uh conservative, conservative character yeah. but at the end of the day because they constantly interact like Jack becomes more open minded and Liz becomes a little bit more business minded yeah. yeah. and like it kind of in this weird offensive fucked up way that 30 Rock has written it shows the like potential of like working together instead of working against each other with Mm -hmm. your differences. Yeah. But there's never a dramatic moment. There's never a true moment of drama or emotion in this, but you feel emotion watching the characters. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what I love about it is the stakes are never too high. No, but it still has those. Did you cry moments? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Did you cry while watching this episode? Did I cry while watching this episode? Thinking back, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I I think that 30 Rock, it does have moments where like, usually when you cry, you can pinpoint what made you cry. Yeah. But I think- There was a lot of awe. Yeah. There's a lot of awe in 30 Rock and there's a lot of like, you're just, it's just so wholesome that sometimes it's just that you're like laughing 
to the point of tears, but yeah. it's like joy tears. Yeah. Like, cause Liz's family is like so, so over the top, over the top wholesome <laughs> at some like, at dude, some, Andy at Richter is Mitch. Oh my God, Mitch. Andy Richter does not get enough love. No at all. Um, I love the concept of Mitch. Was this, this was after 51st dates, right? When that movie came out in like 2005. Yeah. 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 So very similar concept. There was a ski accident and he believes that, it's uh, 1985. It's played to such a more absurd level than than 50 than first 50 dates, first dates because yeah. it's been like 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And if again, if you sit there and you're watching the episode and you start to pick away at it, don't. Because yeah. like, <laughs> He's like when he finally realizes everything, he's like, I've wasted my life. <laughs> I could have been drinking these all the time. <laughs> it's it's so it. I mean that is. I will say that this episode is probably the least amount of juggling plot lines. Yeah. Because 30 Rock, usually you've got like five plot lines in the air yeah. at once. This one's a little bit more focused. It's like the Jack and Liz story yeah. and Ludacrismas. Ludacrismas, <laughs> like, yep. But it's good. No, you've got the uh, Jack and his mom storyline, Liz and family storyline, and those commingle, of yeah. course. Um, then you have the overall Ludacrismas angle um which tracy jordan is is uh, he has an ankle bracelet now he's not allowed to drink yeah and it's the best time of the year because it's Luda christmas followed by nude year's eve <laughs> oh yeah it's, uh, <laughs> hold on what are you talking about it's it's Luda christmas and then after that new year's eve and then after that martin luther king day all you do is drink <laughs> so good it's and that's like the the lines there's so many lines that are firing at like every line of dialogue is basically a joke setting up the storyline so quickly that like you can blink and miss it yes so like one of the lines is jack is super excited that his mom (laughs) isn't gonna make it home for christmas like she's not gonna be able to join him for christmas and he's thrilled about it because there was a hurricane coming yeah. and it landed her plane. But then she shows up and his assistant goes, she got JetBlue to accept her Amtrak <laughs> <Yeah>. ticket. <laughs> but like, there's so many moments where like the hatred he has for his mother is yeah. so funny. And the two that like stick out at me is at one point, he's just looking at a house being decimated by the hurricane. He's like, she should have been there. She should have been there. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been, been there. But also they have, they're having the crazy ludicrous Christmas party yes. and they bring in what is basically a prostitute and she's hacking and coughing everywhere, yeah. which is really uncomfortable in 2020, <laughs> but she's in the corner coughing and he just like dips his mom's food underneath her. <laughs> it's so mean spirited. It is. It's so but, good. But at the same time, like there's something different about it. Yeah. Where it but doesn't she's, feel because she's so awful. She is she's such an awful person. Terrible. And, and you eventually, she eventually tears Liz's family apart. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, uh, it's, that's like the one thing where it's like, I don't know how I feel about this. Cause like, there's that part of you. It's like, I, but I want their overall, I want them to defeat. Yeah. I want them to like overcome this awful human being. And instead she wins. <laughs> All right, so we start off, um, we're in Jack's office, and Liz comes in, they're talking about Christmas, and the, the company gift this year oh, is I... the photo scanner slash paper shredder, shredder. and he's, she goes, so 
what happens if they accidentally shred their photos? And he's like, no, 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 no. If you want a photo scan, you switch it to PS. If you want a paper shred, you switch it to PS. (laughs) (laughs) It's like dumb shit like that. It's dumb stuff, but it keeps coming up because like the paper shredder photo scanner comes up like four different times throughout the episode. Yeah, that's where Jack mentions that he's like, he's like, no, it's going to be a good holiday this year because his mother is not able to make it because she's in the eye of the storm. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden she shows up and I love her line where she's like, oh, Jack, isn't this the same office you had last year? I thought you were up for a promotion. <laughs> and he's like, mother, there's only two bigger offices in the entire building. Only two? I don't like those odds. You better let that dream <laughs> She's the worst. She's so mean. Uh, But yeah, he gets very excited because Liz's family's coming in. Yeah. And he thinks that something's up because he's been raised this whole time with like just consciousness. She's like, yeah, we're going to go ice skating. We're going to go see Jersey Boys on Broadway. We're going to do all these things. And he's like, oh, you must be a ball of anxiety. She's like, no, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh God! Just and her playing into her brother Mitch. You want to go on? You want to go <laughs> to the thing? Jokes on you! You can't. It's only for the seniors. And she's, she's like, like "Oh, you got me." <laughs> He's like, "Guess who's going? Your boyfriend." Don't you wish you would kiss him? Oh no, oh, boys, boys are gross. Are gross. <laughs> like, he just got a divorce. Oh, is he single? <laughs> It's so good. I'm, we're not going to go in order. We're just going to jump around. I like when they end up going to dinner. They're at the restaurant and, and fucking Jack's mom goes, I just don't know what to decide. The pictures of the food look so good. <laughs> well, so one more thing with Mitch is that they, she convinces Jack that she's like, you can talk to Mitch about Ronald Reagan. He's like, that's right. In his mind, Ronald Reagan is still president, you lucky, <laughs> lucky bastard. <laughs> so let's also touch on the fact Jenna has obviously had sexual relations with Mitch. Mitch, yes, but he doesn't remember it. There's a line that I wrote down. It's after he's hung out with her family for a while. And she's like, see? Is it the cruise? No, 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 no. She's like, see? like, There's something good about having people give positive reinforcement he's like well no when they do it to you it's pity for me i actually am the best skater and i did a good job (laughs) eating my muffin (laughs) i love it because that is around the same time where he's like liz i don't really need this family but by the way this family cruise we're talking about are you in are you out (laughs) and that's the thing that i really love about jack's character specifically is like he is both a very conservative strong businessman yeah but god he wants a nice loving family in his life like that's like all he wants and like he loves the lemons so and i'm pretty sure that that's like a theme throughout the rest of the show is he's always excited when the lemons are in town yeah i mean him and cc go to these small towns and yeah that's like a huge plot line of him not wanting to leave yeah throw their phones in the water and everything (laughs) yeah it's such a it's this is a really like it's funny because you were like, oh, I watch Luda Christmas every year. And I guess for me, because I have so many Christmas DVDs, yeah. I never even think about grabbing like the seasons of TV shows that have Christmas episodes in it. Because yeah. it's just like, oh, that's so much work. This one might become one that I watch regularly now yeah. because it is just like... It's so wholesome. It's so wholesome, even with like the darkness in it. Yeah. But let's we've talked a lot about the Jack and Liz stuff. Let's talk about the whole Luda Christmas. Okay. And so- Kenneth... Almost ruining Ludacris. Oh my gosh. All right. So we have Ludacris, which is the big party thrown by the writers and everyone. 
at 30 Rock. And I want one of them's wearing a shirt that says Luda Xmas in big letters on it. Yeah. And I want that shirt. Want that shirt. Um, I love there. There's like dumb lines in this that I love. I love when Jenna shows up and she's like, oh, Luda Christmas. That's tonight. Oh, I forgot all about it and takes it off and has this like <laughs> fantastic dress on. Well, she what did she say that at one point? She's like, hopefully I don't get drunk and sing a bunch of Christmas carols. <laughs> and then like later on, she's like walking around trying to find the best spot to set up the piano. <laughs> you have Lutz who is being his gross self, but yeah. I love Lutz a lot. What is the receptionist's name? Oh, I can never remember, but she's all flirty with Mitch. She is all she knows flirty he won't with, remember with it Mitch. the next day. She's like, she's like, you should come over next week. We can hang out in the hot tub. And Lutz is like, it's a filthy Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I mean, we've got all these different things happening, but Kenneth is like, you guys have totally missed, yes, you're missing the spirit the of Christmas. Christmas. Cause he sees everybody throwing away their photo scanner slash paper shredder. Yeah. He walks in. It's actually Liz that set, kind of sets him off. Cause he's like, he hands her his, her gift and she's like, Oh, okay. Thank you. And tosses it basically. Yeah. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? What happens is they show up to the party and Kenneth is there with a priest. <laughs> yeah. And Grizz and Dot Com are in on it. there too. Basically, like, because the reason uh, Tracy has an ankle bracelet on is because he had court earlier that day. Yeah. And what he showed up to court late, right? He like stopped and got breakfast. Yeah, he stopped. I think he got drunk. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he went to get breakfast and they're like, he showed up drunk and he's like, well, they shouldn't have had alcohol available at the breakfast place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so basically he shows up or they show up to the party and it's the priest and Kenneth and Grizzin.com. And yeah. it's, it's basically an intervention. And point. the priest at one point finishes singing a song. And I wrote, this is the other line I wrote down. Kenneth goes, that was fun. It was to the tune of American Pie, but it was so much, so much longer. longer. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and it convinces everybody. It they convinces convince, everybody. They well, convince he shows everyone. him the video of, of the, the kids, kids playing with the the blocks of wood, <laughs> which is a terrible green screen. It's yes. like the worst green screen. But then they go crazy. Yes, and like they are like, let's cut down the tree. In <laughs> I the know. Middle. So they all get outside. Tracy's got a fucking axe in his hand. <laughs> like they're ready to cut down the Rockefeller tree. And then all of a sudden, you hear a beeping. And Tracy looks down and his ankle bracelet's going off. And he's like, Yeah, I've had a few drinks. You probably shouldn't listen to me. <laughs> his necklace is a flask. Yeah, his necklace it's so is good. a TJ flask. It's so good. And that has the other. So the other thing that's really funny about 30 Rock is the way that they will introduce what is an insane concept. And then that insane concept which feels like it's a throwaway joke, becomes like an actual thing. So he's like, they're watching me at like the ankle bracelet monitoring center or whatever. And it's like cuts to this like crazy, like NASA like setup. Yeah. And everybody's partying. Well, before that though, the first time they set it up, it's like, you feel like that's just like what Tracy Morgan's imagining it is. And then when the ankle bracelet goes off, it's like, oh no, that was an actual place. Yeah, they place. show it again and everybody's just partying and nobody's paying attention to Tracy Jordan's uh, ankle brace going off. So that's like our first end of episode like and, as we're going out. Yeah, and then and, we go back to the Jack and Liz yeah. insanity. Yeah. Okay, so before Jack and his mother start bonding, um, basically Jack's mom is throwing out as many quips as she can to get this family to turn on each other. Yeah. I, I loved some of those lines where she's like, no grandchildren? Oh, what a shame. <laughs> 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 Little things like that. And it all comes down to when Mitch admits Mitch, that, he, yes, saw that he saw Goonies. He saw Goonies. And she's like, you saw Goonies without me? Like yesterday, 1985? The day of my football game, which you come to find out that Liz had protested to let girls play on she the football kicks team. the ball and goes, feminism. <laughs> uh, so, so she's pissed because the family didn't come to her football game. They went to see Goonies and basically everything comes out onto the table. Yeah. The dad's like, I used to play for that football team. Yeah. <laughs> I used to wear those colors and you didn't even offer to pay, pay for dinner. I'm on a fixed income. <laughs> well, and then like the mom reveals that they're not really that happy. And then exactly. they reveal that Mitch is 40 and he like, has a... he's 40. <laughs> and the funniest thing about that is the idea that that's all that needed to be said to like, yeah. bring it, like all these years, no one's just been like, what if we just tell him what his actual age is? Yeah. He's like, Oh my God, the accident. And that's one thing that like, I started to, again, if you think too much about Mitch's issues, the episode's going to fall apart for you. But I thought too much about Mitch's issues. Yeah. Cause I was sitting there like, so tomorrow does he go back to thinking it was 1985 again? <laughs> I mean, I would also think about, like, if your memory is only the day before that trip, like, at a certain point, you look in the mirror and see yourself, and you're like, what happened to They me? just remove mirrors yeah, from his house. Yeah, there's just no mirrors the in the house. Basically, the family falls apart, and... But Jack and his mom Jack and his are mom tight. bond, because the mom was right, and Jack was kind of right, too, yeah. where the family went. And then we get a final cut to the kids in Africa again. Getting and the paper they got shredder. the paper shredders, and what do they do with them? They're trash. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's such a good show. It's, it's real. It's one of those shows that I always feel like 
I need to sit down and rewatch. I look forward to like when I have that type of setup where it's just like, I'm just going to edit a bunch of podcasts all day. Let me just throw on like a season of 30 Rock as like some background and like just be able to just be like, I don't have anything distracting me in life. I'm just doing my job and I'm just putting on my favorite TV shows in the background while I do it. Yeah. (laughs) Every year I, uh, I attempt to rewatch it. And I usually get to about season three and fall off, and not on purpose. I'm not no, like fuck any season after. Th- I, I just was gonna say it's one of those. It's it. one of those few shows that I think never really had a bad season. No, no, and I don't actively stop watching it. It's just usually I start it up around November, yeah, and then once I start like getting into the meat of the show, Christmas starts happening. Christmas hits, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean that's because even like some of my favorite shows. I can admit that they had some bad seasons, yeah. but like 30 Rock is definitely one of the most like consistently great and it starts great. Yeah. Like it's not even like one of those shows where it's like, oh, you got to give it like a couple episodes in the first season to get going. No. It's like, no, it it knew what it yep. was and it fucking did yeah, it right those, away. I mean, the the we talked about this in our community discussion was where that first season, the characters were coming into their own i feel like with 30 rock those characters were those characters yeah they had them figured out from the start and i'm sure that it helps that like it's clearly a show about writing for snl written by a bunch of people who have written for snl so like i'm sure that there is really a lutz in there that they were basing character like i think they were basing it on actual people that they know and are friendly with because i know for a fact that like a lot of the people in mean girls are like based on actual neighbors that yeah. Tina Fey had growing up. Like it's like when you have someone that you're like, okay, I know that this person is very close to this human being. Mm-hmm. You already have like a whole backstory and like weird, like, you know, you don't have to sit there and do like the character sketch where you're like, okay, well, what were they like as a baby? And like, why do they have the issues that they have? And why are they like this? You're just like, oh yeah, it's just my buddy Jeff. I'm just going to base it on Jeff. And whatever Jeff's problems are, that's what this character's problems are too. I think I I definitely have a bias when it comes to 30 Rock because I like shows and movies about the industry. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, I I absolutely love... You know who also loves that? Yeah. The Emmys and the Oscars. Yeah. I absolutely love Get Shorty and Be Cool. Yeah, like oh, for I sure. Love the, like I, sh- I love movies and TV shows based around the I, industry. I was just talking to someone the other day about how much I love songs about writing songs. Like, yeah. like that's like its own little genre, and I've never met a song ri- about writing a song that I haven't liked. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, that's what makes 30 Rock stand out to me um, because I just like the premise. Plus, it's, I mean the writing is incredible so good it's top notch this was a golden age for nbc nbc was crushing it's so funny because nbc has like they have to have like the highest track record as far as like just massive shows yeah because it's like even before this like their thursday nights have been infamously like thursday night belongs to nbc sitcoms because it was like what there was the friends mad about you uh seinfeld years and then like you had the scrubs office parks and rec scrubs was abc did it get picked up by nbc i thought it was the reverse i thought it was on nbc and then got picked up by abc at the very end i don't know when i put it on hulu the abc logo was showing for the first season i'm gonna make a quick google the big four and maybe it's because it's just this is like my era i grew up scrubs started on nbc and then later moved to abc for the last season so oh all right yeah but yeah i mean 
Community, 30 Rock, Office, Parks and Rec, Scrubs. I want a renaissance. Or maybe it's maybe it's happening and I'm just not paying attention. Are, are there good NBC sitcoms happening right now? I don't know. I'm going to see. I'm going to Google Thursday night NBC. Because okay. I'm sure that someone's built a wiki page dedicated to this. I mean, for a while, ABC kind of took the reins. Ooh, yeah, it looks like they're Thursday night. Uh, it's Superstore, which is good. Yeah, I've heard good things. My co-teacher absolutely loves that show. Oh, here it is. Wikipedia page. Must see TV. Oh, it started with Buck Rogers in the 25th century. In <laughs> All right, we don't need to go that far back. Okay, <laughs> let's see. So here's like, I think the first major one was in 1984. It was Cosby Show, Family Ties, Cheers, and Night Court. Holy shit. I know. Like, And that kind of was their thing for a pretty decent amount of years. That was what they were running on. Then in... 1993 must see tv was mad about you wings seinfeld and frazier then it became mad about you friends seinfeld and then more friends but yeah for a while it was seinfeld friends and then a bunch of other shows that they were toying around with including like will and grace and just shoot me and a bunch of other shows that are massive now as well scrubs dad dipped its foot in there as well yeah and then it was my name is earl the office scrubs and 30 rock that's crazy. It's insane how, and then eventually it turned into Parks and Rec or Community would be on there. So for a while, it was Community, Parks and Rec, The Office, and 30 Rock was their lineup. And that's like top four favorite shows of yeah, all time. Like they it's just, insane. But now it's like, now I'm looking, so now we're entering 2014 yeah. and it's like, the biggest loser, bad judge, and A to Z. Oh. Yeah. That makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> Superstore and Good Place. Which good was, Place was all right. Good Place was really good, but it definitely became less and less. Let's see. What's the most recent one? The most recent one is two hours of, uh, an hour of Superstore and then Law and Order was the 2020 one, but that was unprecedented times. So we'll step out of the pandemic real quick. So okay. last year's lineup. Okay. Was Superstore, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, and Will and Grace reboot. Okay. Because uh, The Good Place just recently ended. That's when it ended. Yeah. Right? So so I feel like they lost, like, you know, like, two of those shows don't exist anymore for the most part. And then, like, you can't film anything new. So, like, yeah. I guess it makes sense that it's like, all right, we've got a shit ton of reruns of Superstore that we'll just play. Yeah. And then, like, whatever random reality show we can grab. All right, so let me throw down the gauntlet here, okay? Stepping away from, from Christmas. I apologize for anybody that no, just no, listened fine. to this show for Christmas. It's Listen, we're officially late winter, <laughs> spring, early spring. People don't want to hear us talk about Christmas that I much. I would argue, and this is crazy because I'm talking about an era that doesn't involve Seinfeld, Friends, Frasier, all those. Yeah. I would argue that the golden age of sitcom is from 2005 to like 2015, 16. I don't think that that's wrong. I think that the, cause the big difference and I've talked to a few people about this. Yeah. I know for me, it is very difficult for me to deal with laugh tracks anymore. Yeah. And I think that it's tough because it's like, what is a sitcom is always a question that comes up because I think that we started to go to the single camera sitcoms 
where you know it was something like Scrubs, where you were shooting it like a movie. You yeah. weren't shooting it live in front of an audience. Yeah, and that was what you're doing with Community and what you were doing with all, like. Yeah. I think that it just let so much more freedom for creativity. Yeah, because of that generation, like I agree with you in those years, like when they were doing those single shot shows. Yeah, that is the best time. And like you look over at like CBS, that was just like clinging tooth and nail yeah. to like the old way. Yeah. Like the only show that really shined in that was How I Met Your Mother. And even that like started to fall apart towards the end. Big Bang. I just could never get into Big Bang. I, I couldn't it was get into it either. Though, but what, but I'm yeah. say, what I'm saying is like well, that's, that's one of those shows. Well, that... CBS was killing it in that realm. Yeah. Because I think the difference is here's where you had the problem. NBC was making shows for our generation of kids who also were kind of over watching things on television. Yeah. <laughs> so like Community, The Office, Parks and Rec, Scrubs, all of these shows were great shows, but most of us weren't watching it as it aired. We were watching it the next day on Hulu yep. or on yep. On Demand or something like that. But CBS was like, you know who's reliable? People in their 40s and 50s who want to watch TV at 8 yeah. p.m., and they want the familiarity of stuff that they remember with yep. laugh tracks to let them yeah. know that it's funny. And yeah. like CBS just crushed it yeah. when they were just like, we're going to give you Two and a Half Men, Big Bang Theory, How I Met Your Mother, and Two Broke Girls. And Shows like, that like like looking at them could be interchangeable. <laughs> really could be. And, like, and it's so funny because I do think that How I Met Your Mother stands out among those four shows as yeah. the tightest script among them but like when i compare how i met your mother to all of the shows we just named on yeah. nbc it's like it doesn't even hold a and, candle and even like stepping away from nbc abc had raising hope the middle God, raising hope was so fucking good do we consider oh i forgot new girl was de is definitely up there i was well. so late to new girl too and it's all right it's it's i like it i don't love it on the same level that i love a lot of those other shows but i think it's because i don't have the nostalgia for it i think i'm gonna put this and scrubs uh as like two back-to-back -back episodes we'll talk about scrubs next week but like i mean those are two shows where it's like there is a nostalgia tied to it now yeah. for me yeah whereas like new girl i watched it for the first time during the pandemic and i was just like yeah this is yeah. fun but it's like it wasn't like groundbreaking to me the way that i feel like community and the, like all yeah. of those other shows were. i get behind that would you consider always sunny i think always sunny is i mean i think you could count it in there but i think it's almost like the anti-sitcom yeah like it it's it probably has its closest ties to like seinfeld okay. in the sense of like you should not be idolizing any of these characters yeah. they're all monsters but it goes so much further yeah. And I think that it could only be done off of basic cable. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's like if HBO did a sitcom, okay. is, that's what Always Sunny feels I like. I can find that. Yeah. Like, it's like we're, it's too aggressive and too, like, because I think that there's, Seinfeld is the rare exception. I think for the most part, sitcoms have to be very low stakes yeah. and very, like, comforting and, like, you feel safe watching it. I never feel safe watching Always Sunny. Like no, I, I no. can't do more than like two or three episodes before like my anxiety. It's the same thing like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like my anxiety yeah. just gets too up, and I'm yeah. just like I can't keep watching this. Yeah. People are just doing really bad things, and it's making me very <laughs> upset. We are going to definitely talk about the Always Sunny Christmas episode one oh, of these days. I, that is 
that's one of my must watches every year. And I have the perfect guest for that. I have a friend who is like the most hardcore, always sunny human being. Excellent. I'm very excited for that. Jenny, your phone might be ringing soon. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, the, my favorite era of television, like 2005 to 2015. Yeah, that's probably. a good time, man. I think we talked about 30 Rock. I think, yeah, we talked about 30 Rock. Tune in mm, next week. Yeah. Here, we'll talk about my favorite show. Talk about your time. favorite show. Um, Community still number one, 30 Rock, close number two. But you know what? As we always say, you know, we, we just both really like liking things. We like liking things so, around here. So, Merry Luda Christmas, Matt. Merry Luda Christmas to you. Whoa, oh, whoa. Listening to the Geekscape Network. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You're listening to the Geekscape Network.